planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Hello, and welcome to Rhyme Entertainment Showcase with your hosts, Rita and Mel. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Rhyme Entertainment Showcase. Today, our guest is Will Roberts, who is an actor, a magician, a cowboy, a a clown, and every (laughs) single talent you can think of, that's Will Roberts. Welcome to the show, Will. Welcome, Will. Uh, Thanks a lot. But the only thing I don't do is I don't do windows. Okay. Okay. Scratch that one off. (laughs) Well, I'm very thrilled to be on your show. So, uh, and I'm ready because I was told that you're going to throw me some curves on the questions, but I'm ready. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. That's what we love. (laughs) So, who is Will Roberts? You know, uh, in doing this business and for about 40 years, I couldn't tell you. Um, I wish I could uh, pin it down, but, you know, as you both know, in the industry, things change all the time, Mm -hmm. and who we are and who uh, our industry wants us to be uh, really drastically changes. A great case in point is that when I started off in my career, uh, I first of all, because this is, I guess, a a direct question about how I started, is, is that I was actually a magician. And I knew that I wanted to be an entertainer, mainly because I have no education. Anyway, um, but the fact of the matter is, is that um, when I started in magic, a magician told me, old magician, uh, said, if you want to be a really good magician, become a very good actor. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, wow, that's cool. I can handle that. But I started off uh, as as a magician. So, um, you know, back then, uh, I, I, when I got into uh, theater, because I had done a lot of theater in the last, you know, 40 years, I, I think at one point I had done, I was doing one show, rehearsing another, doing another show, doing another, and running back and forth from, I'm in the Bay Area, I was in the Bay Area, San Francisco, I'm now in Hollywood, LA, but, uh, you know, I was doing everything I could, but, and also I was extremely poor, like most actors, at back in my late teens to early 20s, uh, even 30s, I guess. And so I wound up acquiring a bunch of skills, not because I thought it'll be fun to become a balloon artist, but because I needed to make money. Yeah. Because I yeah. needed to put myself through the hard knocks, uh, you know, the school of hard knocks. Uh, and so anyway, I, I, I basically kind of started off doing the magic stuff, but then quickly got into, to, um, you know, uh, being on stage, and then from there, I realized if I wanted to make money, I probably don't want to go to Broadway. I want to get into commercials and TV. So yeah. that's how, how the transition of that happened. But um, I think I lost your question. But uh, what was the question again? Like, generally, who, who, <laughs> to, who are you? Just, yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've done too many things and I'm confused by who I am. My, my answer to that question is, is that, you know, back in the 80s when I started, I was the Dick Van Dyke. I was the um, uh, Ace Ventura, what's his name? Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah. I was the guy doing, you know, 
totally out of control and doing that bit because that's what I did. But then consequently, um, I wound up going cowboy, as we say in America, going cowboy. Anyway, uh, and from that, um, and all of my, I even brought one, but I don't know if it's okay to show this in the UK, but uh, I, I, anyway, I wound up getting in and doing trick roping, gun spinning, and it changed everything because I went from being the, uh, silly neighbor or dad that was falling over stuff to the guy that was hired in films to kill people. Amazing. So oh. it really changed who I, yeah. I was doing. And then I got kind of the, you know, military and the bond type of thing going on. So uh, it, it, who am I? I don't know. What day is it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love that. But I think that's the beauty of yeah, it, isn't it? Because yeah. you've you've not just kind of solidified in yourself into one particular avenue. It's just flowed. And that's yeah. what I really like about that. Amazing. Yeah. And, and, and one other, I'll add on to that. Yesterday, I was interviewing someone, Brian, um, forgot his last name, a uh, really cool actor here in New York. And we were talking about the fact that same demographic is that it, you, we used to, my demographic used to be solely the dad, the guy next door, the neighbor, whatever. And now we're getting stuff, readings and films and TV that we're the creepy weird dude that it winds up being a psycho killer. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> but, but you know, it, it, it's it, in a way it, it's fun because as actors, we always go, Hey, you know, people say, what do you do? And I'm like, well, you know, I play a doctor on TV or whatever. Yeah. So we get a chance to do these different things. So again, one more factor is, is that our society has now dictated uh, what people are. Mm, and you yeah. know what I used to be and the silly things I did yeah. have been changed a lot also because of politics yeah. and because of uh, of life so yeah yeah that's yeah. a long answer yeah no but I think also your journey actually even I mean obviously when you're saying you know not having enough money and having to try all these different things to earn money I think that's led to where you are today in terms of your whole acting career yeah. it's kind of like it's your essence of who you are sure well you know that's a good point and in musical theater when people say hey uh okay so what range are you singing mm-hmm. and you say well i'm a i'm a baritone tenor um the point is is that <clears throat> you know they they check you they go oh, and they go wow you have a wide range well same thing with acting is, is that, you know, I kind of looked at the skills in the beginning and went, I need to make money because mm-hmm. number one, I'm a horrible waiter. Although you'll have so much fun, you'll be like, where's the food, Will? And I'm like, I don't know. How are we doing? Uh, but, the, you know, I was never a good waiter. And it's funny because when I did do waiting a little bit, they, they came and they brought me into the uh, office and said, you're phenomenal. People love you. They come back for you. But we're gonna make you a host because the boat's getting cold. <laughs> yeah. And so I I did the host. And when they finally let me go, it was because, you know, when I was in my um late teens to early 20s, uh, I, I probably had about 60 jobs. And people would go, damn, you're that bad of an employee. I went, no. They would come up to me and say, Will, we need you to work a shift tomorrow. And I'm like, What? I I have a rehearsal. And they're like, Oh, well, Will, it's either gonna be the job or the rehearsal. And I'm like, 
right? Yeah, yeah. Because the dedication, and, and I'm sure at some point, maybe at the end of this whole thing, I'll give you this big motivational speech. But right now, I want to say that if you want to do this type of work, it's it's like having the worst relationship, being beaten. Uh, they're alcoholic, and they're extremely dysfunctional. Mm. That's the industry. So if you can't handle that, I'm just here to tell you that you probably should become a barista. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really. Uh, am I not? Do you? you, yeah. you no, definitely. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I think it's it's good because. People need to hear the honest answer of exactly, exactly what it's yeah. like because yeah. we all have our dreams. We all have our vision of what we see on the we TV. Think it's roses and yeah, sun, you know, sunshine and roses. You have to put in the work and you have to want it in order to yeah. achieve it. Yeah. And that's really an understatement because yeah. the fact is, is that, you know, people always say to me, I have a seven and 10 year old and people go, wow, well, you, uh, yeah, I know I'm older. And they go, well, what's the story? I'm like, well, number one, I believe that guys are not really uh, out of the kid stage until they're in the forties. And, <laughs> and second of all, uh, I mean, I waited because I have a career and this is yeah, what I do. Yeah. And I didn't want to put myself through kind of what my parents did, but they weren't in the industry. And I wanted to make sure that I, one, could afford to do it and number two, that I was going to give at least part of my attention because, you know, here we are in this career. But it, that is really the, the bottom line. Uh, and like I said, it, it, most, most guys my age are just kids. So especially actors. <laughs> it's most actors my age, thing. by the way, <laughs> just so you know, most actors my age, by the way, wear their clothes like this. <laughs> and I'm like... Dude, could you button up your shirt? It's gross. Oh, oh brilliant. Tips right here from Will Roberts, everyone. Yeah. Learn it. Button your shirt. Excellent. Only front tuck. Only front tuck. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Okay, so, I mean, looking at the industry from what it has been to what it is now, for yourself, how much has it changed? And, you know, wow. again highs and lows of that how how much how long is this interview <laughs> as long as you want it to be well as long as you want yeah. and you got time uh, i'll start off by showing this and saying um how it's changed and you've been on my show yeah. and the fact of the matter is is that um you know i've got a, a film that i produced or uh, was in that was on a shot on a iphone 5s that's like, mm -hmm. you know, pretty old school. But, uh, you know, I, when Blair Witch came out, um, it changed everything because we went from like, you know, you need to have this camera and it needs to be this, you know, production. And now, you know, we could shoot it through dirty diapers and, and you know, and filters and, and people will go, whoa, that's art. Yeah. Anyway, how it changed, I'll go back to the beginning, I would say the, the late 80s to early 90s. I was um, working at a Fox station because I was a Fox Kids Club host uh, way back uh, for about seven years. That's when Fox actually cared about kids. That's an American joke. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I was a Fox Kids Club host for six, seven days a week. And, uh, you know, while I was there, I'm one of those people, I'm a self-taught 
person. Mm -hmm. So I was in the editing bay and Avid. And even though I had a shooter and editor, I was doing stuff. And, you know, mainly because it was the best on the job trading. And I was the star of the show. So I could go out, run and gun, shoot my own stuff with a beta SP, like 90 pounds yeah, beta SP yeah. and come back into the into the Avid suite and do my own stuff. But I also, the, the stations multiple stations loved me because I was very tech savvy. And back then I was crashing IBM laptops from rendering because yeah. that, they weren't, it wasn't quite used to it. And I was trying to put blocks of news in the websites. This is early, late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. So, uh, so when I say that and used to have an, uh, a Canon XL one, remember those those are awesome with the mini dvs um and i love those cameras because they looked official but the point is is that from then to now I'll, just equipment wise the fact that this is 4k i make a really good amount of money doing fiverr and different side jobs producing shooting spokesperson voiceover my whole studio if it was 15 years ago would have been probably about 20 grand now I can do it for 1500 bucks. And so that, again, here we go into the, the message of that. This point is, is that if you have something in your hand and, and it's not a flip phone, even if it is, maybe you could. And the point is, is that you can produce and do anything you want. So the control of your artistic destiny is in your own hands. Now, let's go back into the other part about this is that how it's changed that when I first stepped into an agent's office and looked on the wall and saw all the black and white photos, because that's what we did in the eighties yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and, and back it when, when you went in there and you randomly brought in a color photo, they'd go, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I decided to spend more money and get a color one. They're like, why no one's doing it and colored pictures hide things because you can airbrush and i'm like okay well now it, it you there's no such thing yeah. as a black and white photo unless you're being artistic yeah and maybe. you know so it, it went from there and then obviously it went all digital from being able to uh you know find your work whether it was shooting editing actor whatever uh in your sort of small spaces into now you know, I'm looking currently for work in the UK because I understand that the only way of becoming a successful actor is by having an English accent. <laughs> anyway, Brilliant. it's actually kind of true. Look at all the movies. I'm, so, yeah. I'm so pissed off about that. <laughs> I got it. So that's why I'm I'm trying to find out what your next uh, production is. I'll pay to be in it. Okay. <laughs> amazing okay well that's on that's on live on Ryman's but but you know uh it, overall the the changes are really good in many ways because again if you want to do something just as an actor and you want people to see you as something because hollywood and beyond will just go you're a cowboy you're a, a murderer you're it's typecasting because yeah. you look a certain way because they don't like to think no offense but you know they, there's no imagination they go it's a script the guy's bald you're not i know you can be but we're going to go for the guys who are bald yeah. the point is is that <clears throat> it, the industry is awesome in the sense that you can direct 
and put things in place that make you look the way you want to. And consequently, you couldn't do that before because they'd just see your picture and maybe a demo reel and they would just go, oh, this is what they are. So the power of being able to do this and if you look on my lower thirds, you see the Film Festival Live um, logo is, is that film festivals and being eight to 10,000 of them is basically like back 20 years ago saying, oh, you made a film. Um, well, there's a theater here locally that might show it after you know a certain time because it's an art theater. Now you can go wherever you want and get your film shown. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's great. On the, on the negative side, it's kind of a bummer that it used to be that I would audition for something and maybe there was 150 people in the room. Now it's probably about, on average, when you see a breakdown, it's on average about 4,800. Yeah. Mm. So, so, the, so the takeaway from that is get your crap in soon, shoot it, do it, self-tape it, get it in, and do it as fast as you can. Because if you yeah. don't, I promise you, they're going to get to the 50th one and go, I don't really care anymore. Yeah. Just cast my brother. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't have any brothers, do you? No. no. Good. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Brilliant. Great. Yeah. Great insight. Actually. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. And I think, as you said, you know, we've got like connections. We've got smartphones now that have enabled us. I mean, look, we're talking to you. You're in Hollywood. We're in the UK. So, exactly. you know, I think it's we've got a lot of technical stuff that we can use and still move forward. Yeah. 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 And, it, and again, it is allowing us. I mean, the last four films I've done two Netflix, one Amazon, mm -hmm. um, and one in China, not a single one of those. Number one, did my agent get me? I got it myself uh, because of social media and my skills. Um, I have this running thing that when someone calls me up about a film, like the one I did recently, Netflix, I was in Brazil for 46 days shooting. It's yeah. called O Matador. They originally called me up and said, Will, we need you to train our actors to um, use these guns because it's a Western. And I go, mm -hmm. and, you know, whips and ropes and all that stuff you do. And I said, well, I can do that. Uh, are you the director? And she said, oh, no, no, no. It's Marcel. I went, oh. I need him to call me. And she's like, oh, well, why? I mean, he's not going to, he needs to call me. So he called me up and he goes, hi, I, I understand that you wanted to talk to me. I go, yeah, Brazilian. And he said, yeah, I want you to train. Like I'm thinking uh, I'm right now negotiating to get Danny Trejo, who is machete yeah. Yeah. Uh, to play a role called um, uh, gringo. And Ooh. consequently, in Brazil, anybody that isn't Brazilian is a gringo. Because I thought it was Hispanic. It's not. It's just right. in, well, in Brazil. So I said, oh, okay. And he says, and I have a French guy that I want you to train. He's in Paris. And I go, how long do I have? They go, two weeks. I'm like, that's insane. <laughs> I said, well, I have a running thing you need to know. And he goes, what's that? I go, you have to look at my demo and hire me. What do you mean? I want to hire you as a, as a gun guy. I went, oh, no, as an actor. And he goes, wow, you're ballsy. I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't need the job. You need me. And, you know, because I've done this a while. And yeah. he goes, uh, well, okay. So then he gets back to me two days later. And he goes, can you read this scene? I go, yeah, I'll do a self-tape. So I went out. Normally, I wouldn't do this because I would just do blank wall. But I went out to a, a ranch that I knew. And I shot this scene. 
And at the time I was kind of like a little bit more full beard and, and I did it. And uh, two days later, he got back to me. He goes, I'm not going to hire Danny Trejo. I'm going to cast you. I'm like, Oh, cool. He goes, you awesome read. Plus I know how to do all the stuff they wanted to do, which is a good lesson, by the way. I mean, as uh, in any of these skills that you do, I, I, one of my beliefs is, is that we should be able to, um, you know, uh, put our special skills at the top of our resume, not at the bottom, because the fact is, is that um, when you're talking about someone, you go, oh, I want to hire you in this film and you're going to be a spy. And have you ever held a gun? No. Do you know how to do any police tactics? No. Exactly. Would you not be better if you had two guys or gals that are up for the same role that actually know how to do these things? Of course you would. Yeah. So consequently, he hired me. And when I got on set for 46 days, and not in real, may I add, um, I was in the armpit of Brazil. Um, he just said, uh, I, I just wish I would meet more actors that had more than just like, I'm an actor, I'll be in my green room, where are my M&Ms? Exactly. Uh, you know? yeah. So uh, again, uh, the skills, I keep saying this all the time, skills, skills, skills. Yeah. But uh, reaching out across our, our spectrum, um, in our business 15, 20 years ago, I would be like, I don't know, uh, maybe I could try to bug my agent again and, you know, and go visit or do drop offs. Yeah. Yeah. But now I literally can go on to IMDB Pro. I can go, I've got stuff around the world. I've got agents in Mumbai, in um, Brazil that are watching out to do these different things. And so now, you know, all bets off. You you yeah. you're looking at your screen and wherever you want to go, you can. Yeah. Definitely, I, I really love the fact that it is you know about people upskilling themselves because it's so easy to just sit there and say right, um, you know, like we said about putting yourself in a box and I'm only going to be the person who reads my line, who, who's reading my lines and knowing my character. But right. what about the skills of the character? Mm. You need to learn everything that goes with it and not yeah. rely on someone else just to teach you know the role. Yeah, and, and you know, that's a, a really, really valid point from acting. I don't want to make this whole thing about acting, but you're interviewing an actor. But uh, because I do have a technical uh, thought. But look, if you're up there and you're watching a guy and he's doing the lines and he's like, blah, 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 you know, blah, blah, blah. And number one, you've already spotted by the fact that I can do this well enough that you're not going, oh, I'm embarrassed for him. He doesn't know what he's doing. So you've gotten past that and you're not worried about that anymore. So you're now into the guys or the gals acting what yeah. they're doing. But if you're over here going like this and you're, you know, I can guarantee you, you're not fully committed to your character because, you know, that's why Josh Brolin and all these other people who we've trained, I've trained several people to ride mechanical bulls and do it correctly, yeah. is, is that if you don't own it and know it, you just can't move around it and really be immersed into the into the acting parts yeah. and one i wanted to add on something i said technical um consequently we talked about equipment if you don't know this stuff as an actor and you're just the actor because i used to be when i was in my 20s and they would go i love hiring will but he doesn't have his lines down that's changed don't worry um and and he's like uh you, you know I'm, I'm a little concerned he's a little energetic <laughs> um, but the point of the fact of the matter is, is that um, uh, the skills that I have and I put together 
to um, to do all these things have allowed me to be able to not have to focus on all the extraneous things. And now I focus on doing just being. Not, yeah, you know. yeah. So it, 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 and this skill of knowing how to shoot, how to edit, how to do yeah. sound is actually what you should be doing as well, because you do not want to be the actor that walks up there and they go, well, we're going to do a two shot and blah, blah, blah. And, you're, and you don't know what that looks like from this side of the camera. Yeah, exactly. If you don't know what these are like and what, I'm not saying you need to go to New York film school and mm -hmm. learn everything and lenses and all that stuff. But if you edit and you understand and a smash cut or a whatever, then you can go, oh, if I, if I read it this way, they could edit and, or, or, you know, you know a lot more about continuity and you're like, this scene had that. Your mind yeah. thinks yeah. in such a much more vast area and i guarantee you directors you two are uh, you know that you'd rather have an actor that does that than that goes i don't know what what am i doing can you just stand in yeah, your mind yeah definitely yeah so i got a little confused on that one but there we are yeah. <laughs> no no that's great i mean <laughs> leading on from that because obviously like you mentioned about social media as well mm -hmm. there are some actors out there who are maybe like you know in the beginning of their career or whatever who stay off social media and what would you say to those because like for us personally we think social media is good for them because this is the way directors Actually, yeah. you know they get to see their talent yeah. what would you say to those though who just shy away from to it shy, yeah, yeah to be on social media are you out of your mind <laughs> I mean, I mean, okay, so uh, I'm talking about the beginning when I started in the 80s, where you lit I literally had to drive two and a half hours to get to my agent because I lived in the central California. And, and I would go there and we just got to walk around the streets going with a stack of headshots going, okay, I could kind of go, yeah, okay. And then, you know, from consequently from there, you had to be on the top of the uh, agent's wall yeah the bottom. yeah and so in order for you to get there you had to get work and and then you would go out and do a lot of if you were not a uh if you were not a, a day player or a five whatever you had to go out and do like extra stuff just to be able to keep you know because i did a lot of patch adams i did so many you know uh sort of back i did lighting standing i was smart i did some background but i went hey i because i always look like someone that's going to be one of the principals so I basically did lighting stand-in because it may help me understand behind the scenes and what to yeah. do and hitting marks. But the point is, is that, are you kidding me? Now, uh, I told, I just said it. I got four yeah. of my films and lots of other stuff I've done and relationships. Hello. Hi there. You too. Um, <laughs> I, I've gotten, you know, relationships and, and um, friendships uh, yeah. and, and work because I had a posting. Now, one of the things that drives me, uh, I'm sorry, social media, one thing that drives me absolutely nuts is when an actor gets on social media, on Instagram, and you, you go, oh, look, it's, uh, I don't know who it is, and uh, it, they, they're on private. What's yeah. the purpose? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Social media, with me yeah. being social, not anti-social media. Well, I, and I've talked to a couple of them, they go, well, I only want my friends and some people. I went, you don't work much, do you? <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> um, 
Because you, this is, again, I cannot emphasize the fact from equipment to um, the able, the uh, enabling us to go anywhere in the world and shoot and do if you can get there and do it and if, or the production has the, you know, the funds. Mm-hmm. Being on social media is just another way of marketing, but more importantly, it's this clever way of marketing mm-hmm. because I've had this conversation before about stuff and um, we as actors, it's the worst world ever for us because we can't market to casting directors. We can't call them. We can't email them. We can't really do anything because if we do, they go, why are you contacting me? Well, that's actually more, they're thinking that they're not going to get back to you. And you're going to be like, well, this is weird, but show business has the word business in it. And I'm thinking maybe I might be able to do a little bit of business. Now I produce a, um, can I do a small short story? Of course you can. Yeah. Great. So I really have never tried to do anything normal, uh, meaning in this industry, uh, because I don't really want to, as a cowboy, I'll make the analogy. I don't really want to stand in the cattle call. And I've always tried to figure out some sort of guerrilla marketing thing. I think I can do this can I show you a video? Would it work? Thanks. Yeah. So I, no, maybe- I can do it. I can do it from here. Remember, I'm a, a live stream producer. Hold on a second. I'm going to show you something. I want you to, I'm going to see if it works. And if it doesn't, you let me know. We'll cut out. Here's okay. the thing. I uh, came up with an idea and it's not out of my ordinary, but I came up with an ad and the ad was a banner ad that I was going to be placing on. And I'm still doing it on um, breakdown services Mm -hmm. on any of the places where casting directors, directors, or producers show up. Now it's about a minute and a half or so. Is that okay for me to show this if it works? Yeah, Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Let's see. All right. Let's see what happens. Hey, thanks for clicking the banner. Now, I know you're dying to know what it is that makes a successful casting office or director or production. And the answer is actors. See, you can have a great script, great casting director, a director, producer, but here's the problem. You always need good actors. To be or not to be. But let's face it, there's way too many of us. And we can't market to you, which is odd considering that they call it show business. And that means that there's business in the show. We can't call you. We can't send you an email. We just submit to the breakdowns like the other 4,800 that submitted to you on that casting call with no action packed pitch letter, sales letter. And all we do is stand in line and remain quiet. Let's be honest. Lines are for Starbucks, not for careers. If I still have your attention, I want you to watch this next 46 second video. Now don't go away because there's a quiz after this. Detective Gennaro, I need to speak with Rex Wilson. Rex is already out there on the speedway for his practice run. Now let me see your shotgun. In here, cool it down. <laughs> Just like your old man, huh? Is there a problem, soldier? I'm asking you a question, Lieutenant. Running in clown shoes. This is gonna be fun. Time. I hope they need more time. That wasn't so painful. And I even saw a couple of you laughing. 
So if you like what you saw, operators are standing by. Yeah, well, yeah, Robertson's he's an great. Sure. Oh, you want to poke him? <laughs> That's my agent. And if you didn't like my approach, well, I'm Daniel Craig, and I hope you enjoyed this commercial. Well, the point is that I decided that, you know, uh, because this is an industry where we can't um, do that. So, you know, uh, Hail Mary and uh, throw the pass and see what happens. Because, again, I'm, I'm reiterating this every time I say something is just that this industry is not a normal beast. Yeah. It's not, it, doesn't, it doesn't behave the same. You don't go nine to five. You don't come home and go, honey, I'm home. Yeah. And, you know, you're it's usually, honey, like today, oh, you have to work again? Oh, no, it's not work. These, these ladies are lovely. So I'm going <laughs> to hang out. Anyway, exactly. <laughs> Brilliant. I think that's such an important thing here because yeah. and, and that's something that we're very passionate about as well, because it's it's a free way of getting your stuff out there as well. There's no money involved. Just promote, use your hashtags. You've got everything there. There's nothing to be afraid of. So yeah. viewers, if you're toying with the idea, should I put my reel on social media? Should I promote myself? Do it and yeah. do it, please. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, the other thing about that is, is that, you know, uh, putting out your, again, your body of work and constantly doing these things is so important. One tip I'll give you is please do not contact people on their direct message and go, you got any work for me? Because you would be totally surprised that I get a lot of direct messages. And a lot of times people are like my friends in India. I get a million because I did it probably one of the largest, actually it's the largest grossing Bollywood film in the world. Yeah. It's called ABCD2 and it's a Disney film. I did it, you know, uh, four or five years ago, but those, I get contacted all the time. People are like, do you have any acting jobs for me? What do I look like? I mean, yeah. even if I, even if I did, and, and this is a great point I want everybody that is thinking about right now with a list of direct messages of all the people with um, verified accounts. Yeah. Um, they don't know you. I don't know you. Yeah. Even if I had a job, what do you think? I'm, it, I'm sitting here right now going, oh, I got a really great role. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I it, it just doesn't work that way. And also, it, would you like to be treated that way? So you must have respect on your social media and really be as covert as you can and as blatant as you can. Yeah. Really simply meaning that use your hashtags. Also, engage with other people. Yeah. Don't yes. post in their post and go, well, that's awesome. Uh, like I saw someone that uh, recently, uh, uh, recently, like last week, this guy who's pretty well known, Jay Pritchard, I think it is, uh, he died. He was like 60 and he was doing some cowboy film with a director I knew why well, I wasn't in it. I don't know. But anyway, another story. But the point is, is that he put up there that he passed away and there were all these people going, well, condolences. And one person put, yeah, that's too bad. By the way, I'm, I could be a local hire. What the are you thinking? That's so disrespectful. <laughs> And do you think that they're looking at them and go, oh, finally. Yeah, exactly. All this, all this grief that I finally found someone that wants to work as a local hire. Yeah. So really, we really need to have the respect is this is why social media, uh, you know, I, I make a, a claim when I'm, I do keynote speeches and I do something called simplifying your life. And I always say that my term is that we're all hooked on iPhonics. Because, you know, we're deer in the headlights. We're, yeah, I, 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 even when people are talking, you know, they look like this. Yeah. 
very true. <laughs> yeah. What? The yeah, eyes, yeah. 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 Anyway. Definitely. Brilliant. Yeah. No, thanks for your insight. I think a lot of what you've said, and I think one of the main things that have come across for me, I don't know if I'm you sure it's Mel, probably me too. Um, is why do we have this man on our show? <laughs> no way it's about confidence in your skills that's definitely coming across because obviously to sell yourself like in terms of on social media and to have that confidence in the skills like when you were approached to you know to do the training for the gun training and then it was like hold on on. I'm an actor you know get me get me a role to move forward I mean can you elaborate on that? Because I love for our viewers, especially those who are aspiring. Great subject. Great subject. I am a firm believer, and as you can see, I'm I'm the poster child of confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the reason why I'm thing is that in this industry, it's very easy for people to go, yeah, I can do that, you know. And I'm like, literally, but then to deliver, but. Yeah. it's actually kind of more important to ingrain um, the confidence in everything you do, because it, this, again, this is an industry of when you look at someone, you're going to be able to tell whether or not, you know, in some cases that they can handle it. I mean, the, the reason why directors, you too, producers, you too, will look at a, a pool of talent is yes, to see whether or not that person can play the role, but it's also to see whether or not you have confidence in them that you're going to spend your money in the production because the last thing you want is someone that goes, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'd love to do it, it'd be great. And then they get on set and you're like, oh, great, they're wishy-washy too on, as an actor. Yeah. You, this industry dictates that if you are not confident, then you're probably just starting out. or you have some major issues i have my own major issues but the point is is that i know what i do and i do it very well and i'm totally surprised i'm not an a-lister yet so i'm working off that way but and i mean that in a sense that we have goals everybody talks about goals like only do short term you know i have a very clear goal and i've always worked out that clear goal that i will be an a-lister but the point is is that you have to believe these things yeah. If you don't believe these things and put the work in psychologically, mentally, physically, and make sure that you keep yourself good in good shape. Uh, you know, side note, I went to an audition the other day and there was five guys like me. And I looked over and I'm like, why am I here? That guy has shirts out of his thing. He's like, his hair is all screwed up. He's like, yeah, I'm here. And I'm like, are we auditioning for a homeless person? Because I'm confused. And, you know, but the point is, is that people think that the works, the job of acting starts when you get in front of a camera. Man, I really messed up my hair. And I got really tall 80s hair. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, but they think the job starts when you say action. And it doesn't. It does not start then. It starts when you're on social media, when you're not on social media, when you're doing your things. Even if it isn't in front of someone that matters from the industry, you need to constantly be working out your elevator pitch and the way you do things and the way you come across. Because I can't tell you how many times I've seen guys in films or TV and they're wearing a suit or a tuxedo and they look totally uncomfortable yeah Yeah. guys wear the clothes 
where it went, you know, I'm not saying being a fashion plate or a GQ model, but I'm saying learn how to wear it. Because if it looks like this, then we're going to look at you and go, your shoes are dirty and you yeah. look unkept. And I don't care if you're playing a senator or whatever, all of this is helping build the confidence. Yeah, if yeah. you don't have confidence in what you do, I don't care what you do business wise, it's going to be a long struggle. Yeah. it's going to be a huge learning curve mm. yeah so it's really like be your brand because you are a brand yeah so. yeah 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 i mean it, you really are and you have to be careful because that's a very good point in saying be your brand is because you know sometimes you look on social media and i always tell actors this all the time i used to do a, a talk to actors called social media simplification which is basically kind of using instagram because you can go in the back and hook up facebook yeah tumblr all the you know and i used to teach them build your your posts accordingly now you can't do links in in instagram but you can put it in there and if it goes to facebook it will work exactly. and if you have to put a link and you're doing an instagram you say please go to my profile link click it yeah. and you yeah. change it based upon what you want them to see it, it it's just marketing and it's just and it, and it's numbers. And if you don't know these things and are doing these things, you need to spend as much time as you do on your acting and trying to get the work. Yeah, yeah, perfect, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Definitely on our wavelength there, Will. So let's move on to your uh, live stream film festival live. So I had the pleasure of being a guest on the show. And yeah. um, tell us, tell the viewers more about um, more about this show. Well, I'm hoping to get either both of you or one of you to be a regular guest on the show. So uh, I'm just saying it out in public because it would be really great yeah. to get something across the water. Even if we had you guys just produce a segment when you're doing one of these and we could use it because um, I think it's really important. And I'll get to this in a second, this, this show, but I think it's important for folks like us yeah. to do this sort of a network thing because, you know, again, the reason why we started, I tell this all the time, the reason why we started FilmFestivalLive.com, Sal, who you know from Monday, uh, has been for seven or eight years really helping out film festivals and getting all the promotional parts. He just came to me and he goes, look, dude, I was an actor, but I can't do what you're doing. I want you're amazing. I want you to do this, blah, 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 blah. So consequently, we started this to be able to help the film festivals, as I say, instead of being treated like the kid, in the back seat yeah. Yeah. they need to be treated like the adult in the front seat mm. and wow i have to remember that i actually didn't use the car analogy before uh but it's the truth because you know it, it, it's vastly changed film festivals in the last 10 years there are eight to ten thousand of them and as as um sal has told me every week he gets another five or ten yeah and you know there's like film festivals for only shooting decks of cards and there's <laughs> like <laughs> wow so anyway but we started this and collaborated together because i was doing a show called acting up radio which was interviewing directors producers never actors because why would i want the competition anyway um but uh on top of that i just wanted actors to get the behind the scenes now uh realizing as we're doing this interviewing you it was a wonderful interview you can see it on our site um whatever the name of the site is um anyway but uh you know it's great to get the insight of the uh, how you're utilizing the film festivals and how you have one and how you started it because 
I'm here to tell you that if you if you're an actor and you're trying to get in front of people, you should be getting in front of the film festivals. Yeah. Because when you collect a couple of laurels, you've learned something about your productions, how to do it, what to do. You're forced to not just be one a one-trick pony. Simple. You're forced to be able to do all these things. And it can't hurt you because if you have a, a coffee shop and you only know how to say what you have on your menu, but you don't know how, you know, as the owner, how, how to get people in and what they really want, then again, I, I'm here to tell you that I've spent so many hours and days and months and years trying to uh, figure out whenever I do this or what I do that, I'm telling you how to get through the learning curve. Yeah. Film festivals. Yeah. Film festivals. They're just so wonderful because they help your, which is what actors need. And, and producers and shooters and, and, and directors, we need ego boost. And no one's gonna do this in the industry. No one, they'll do this, but they won't do this. <laughs> but if you want this, get into film festivals, mm -hmm. exactly. save your money up, make something on your phone, whatever, and then just start seeing what you really believe. Because when you think about it and people start in this industry, there's something in their heart that says, I really, I need to do this. Yeah. And that moment when you decide you're going to do that, you could be 12, 10, whatever. But when you get to that moment where you decide you want to do it and you are going to do it is a very big moment. But it does take either you internally being able to go, I can do this. No one's going to tell me different. Or you have to have enough of this that people go, you've got something there. And then you say, I want to share it. And film festivals, in my opinion, I'm now coining another phrase, are um, really the gateway drug to film and TV. Agreed. Because when you start doing them and you see it and you get involved, you're immediately put into a network of people yeah. where, where you want to be. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. So the show was basically developed to hit all 10,000 film festivals, not really, and directors, producers, everybody in the industry, but really kind of pointed towards the film festivals because, you know, I, I, I definitely have to say that the, that is the way to go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah, it's absolutely brilliant as well. So it's on, so it's live stream on Facebook and via Instagram, is that correct? And then it's also put onto YouTube. Um, Actually, so I'm a live stream producer. COVID did give me uh, one or two good things out of it. And one of them is, is that when we were sitting in our rooms and watching everybody do their Zooms in their bathroom, I was like, oh my God, I spent 30 something years as a radio talk show producer as well. So I knew how to build the clock and so on. So I then started saying, wait, I will help you make your live stream look like mine, except for I got a lot of ghosty things going. On. I have way too many lights in this room right now. But anyway, um, point is, is that getting the quality, because if you don't have the quality, you two look great, by the way. Uh, if you don't have the quality, then people will, you know, eventually, even though we've been in this pandemic and they're accepting people with Hawaiian backdrops and, and, and a window in back of them. Yeah. yeah the hell are you yeah. thinking yeah. a window in back of them with like, and you're like, I just see a silhouette of you. Yeah. And I wanted to upgrade that. But the point is, is that this is a skill um, that uh, I think everybody should have because mm -hmm. we're moving into this sort of like new realm of perhaps I've already done a couple of um, remote shoots 
Mm. One was in, in India, one was in Brazil. And anyway, getting these skills in place are really important, but um, yeah, that, that's on there. Yeah. yeah, no, it sounds great. Amazing. So what are the, what are the new projects that you've got lined up? Can you, or? Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's a very weird time right now. I mean, I always keep busy. I shoot. Um, I've got something where there's a gentleman that I uh, work with in L.A. that has a um, a car, uh, um, a set prop company. So he only specializes in military cops and, and ambulances and stuff like that. But he gets SWAT teams and stuff like that. So I said to him, I go, hey, I got an idea. I'll bring out my 4K. And I don't want to do a reality show more like a Reno 911 type of thing, except for I don't do the like, like potty humor. Anyway, um, but point is, is that he has all the cars. And so he'll, he'll hire me on a union or a non-union set to come in and uh, I have all my tactical gear and, you know, and they'll, they'll be basically, there'll be a uh, two or three liner things, but I do it because it's kind of fun. And I mainly did it because I got to go out to a scene that's an actual set it's already set up. We talk to the director and say, oh, by the way, you know, you hired this stuff and we have a show we're doing. And they go, oh, it's awesome. And yeah. so we shoot these scenarios. Don't have to pay for the cop cars. Don't have to pay for the talent. Yeah. Don't have to pay yeah. for the set, the lighting or anything. And we just stand in it. And we and I write on the fly all these like bits. Yeah. And, you know, uh, so that's cool because it kind of keeps me going and I post them uh, every once in a while we're trying to work on the YouTube channel but you know right now it's it's weird in, in in Hollywood because we're only at x percent of production I'll say yeah. 45 maybe 65 uh, I don't know that answer all I know is is that I was getting a lot more reads for uh, film and television before the uh, pandemic happened yeah. Yeah. but you know um but now Along the, also the fact that uh, there's a political part of this is that, and I'm just so we're clear, I'm very liberal. Um, uh, Biden, yes. All right, Trump, uh, what the hell happened? Anyway, <laughs> um, but the point is, is that um, the political and the um, trending things in our country and our world yeah. have changed my work. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, and I think it's fantastic. I think it's wonderful, but they're not really looking for the middle-aged white guy. And, and, it, and, it, and, you know, it is what it is. And, and because we need to be fair, we need to share, yeah. but that is another great reason why you should be producing your own stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. if you don't, you'll be what we call in the industry, a zombie actor. Yeah. This yeah. is the actor that talks about it and goes, oh yeah, blah. when was the last time you did a job? five years ago. Yeah. That's a zombie actor. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I, what I can say is, is that I'm doing, I do a lot of commercial auditions. I had a national commercial for IHOP pancake oh. place uh, about a month ago. I love IHOP too. Although I don't like processed foods, but the point is, is that, um, you know, uh, Oh, what I was going to say is, is that it used to be that I would just, you know, try to get my agent and I had a really good, I have a great relationship with my agent. I'll text him now if you want and say, Hey, what's up, Mike. Um, and he's like, Hey, what's up? Well, anyway, so, but the, here's the thing is I now have a management company, a guy who's in Austin, Texas, because, because uh, Austin, Texas is now becoming a hotbed for shooting um, Atlanta, Georgia. We know. 
um, obviously um, Hollywood, uh, Utah. So I literally changed my sort of the model of my business. And now I have uh, are working on about five different agents, New York, Chicago. And the key is that I say, I'll be a local hire. Yeah. Now, obviously, I'm not going to come there for a non-union $50 job and a bagel and cream cheese, mm-hmm. uh, but I will if they go, oh, it's a it's a guest star and, you know, whatever. Yeah. So it's kind of, in my opinion, the new way to approach things is, is that you can't just stay in one area. And why would you? Yeah. And I'm also branching out and trying to get my the Mumbai, my India and my Brazil maybe a uk but they don't seem to like us americans oh uh, no, no we're, we we accept everyone yeah, don't yeah. worry <laughs> what's wrong with those blokes anyway uh, trust me i won't get you to do an english accent <laughs> oh, well no you should i need it on, i need it on my reel don't even make fun of me i'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure that you do no i and, and i'm and i all joking aside i i am dead serious that you don't even know the the rush of actors in the united states working with dialect coaches in the uk because every movie i see i'm like that why that guy's from the south side of Chicago. Why does he have a British accent? <laughs> what the hell? Are we? That's kind of like back in the eighties. Um, if you were doing a commercial or a television show, you knew. Like I was in a a smaller town. You knew that they would not be casting someone from uh, your area or in the Bay Area. It had to be L.A. Yeah, all the, yeah. And I did my first big union commercial. I was a background and, and a very well-known casting director said, Will, I want you to do this. I know it's 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 a non-union thing. It's a union thing, but it's non-union and you'll get paid this. And I just want you to do it because I think you sh- I want I need you. I go, okay, great. So I went on set, it was a Nissan commercial, and uh at one point it was a a, a wedding party. Guy looked like me, woman. They're coming down this thing in a church, very small church, five or 10 of us here going, oh, congratulations. And the director looks at me and goes, all right, could you do me a favor and touch this right hand? Give me Australian, you know, and press this and do all that. <laughs> and I go, oh, sure. So I spun the rope around the little thing on the back of the head. And he goes, all right, thanks. Good job. And I literally two months later got an, uh, a phone call back then. Uh, got a phone call from a New York um, ad agency saying, hey, Will, um, you're in this commercial. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. I got like 50 bucks or something. I I was doing it as a favor. They went, well, you were upgraded as a principal because the director had you touch the product. Oh, well, consequently, I'll fast forward the story and tell you that I made $18,000 off that spot because it was residual. And I was the principal now. And but my whole point in saying this is that normally it doesn't matter if you're just a bride and a groom, there's MOS, you're not doing anything other than going, oh, they were not hiring people that were not from LA because it was a stigma. Yeah. I, I, I now am thinking that the new stigma is having a British accent. <laughs> Keep doing it before yeah. you know it, you'll be a regular on a, a, a British TV show or something. <laughs> Who knows? I, I will tell you that um, in the first probably 10 years or 15 years of my um, stage career, I did only British farce. I did no sex plays were British. I did pajama tops. I did, you know, I was, I loved because seven doors, everything falling off, 
you know, I remember one night doing No Sex Please for British, no, actually Pajama Tops, which is actually French first. Um, and at one point I went to open a door and there was a bit at a door because every British first kind of has a door bit. And so the open door is opening door. We had done this show for 21 weeks, four shows a night, done in a while. Well, consequently, no one really was paying attention to the, any of the hardware. And I literally, the bell, it was supposed to be a bit with a bell. And, um, and I, I grabbed the bell and I opened the door and I leave. Well, I opened the door and it came off the hinges and fell on the ground. There was a 10 minute silence from us because the audience, they were peeing their pants. They thought <laughs> it was the funniest bit in the world. And consequently in the script, we're supposed to look and go, because of this bell thing, it has a dinger. A little yeah. bit about dinner. You uh, British people are very nasty people. Um, <laughs> so yeah, naughty, naughty. Anyway, and so there's supposed to be a bit about not having a dinger. Well, consequently, the door won over, and we're sitting here staring at the door, and we're supposed to break character. But it was so bizarre that I just sat there looking at the door and watching the people laughing and milking it for about five minutes. And the next line was a punchline. And then we spent another five minutes laughing. But <laughs> I love British, I love British farts. I miss being on stage doing it because it's just, it's my energy level. So Excellent, amazing. Well, I mean, Will, like we could talk to you forever. There's so many amazing yeah. stories and so much insight. It. And, you know, I, I reckon there'll be a part two to this at some point where we have to bring you back on and, and talk some more. And um, I mean, do you have any other sort of tips and advice that you'd want to share with the viewers? I mean, you've shared lots of ready, but I'm sure you've got more words of wisdom. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, by the way, I feel the same way. I would love to spend the rest of the day with you all. But unfortunately, I would have to move there because my divorce would probably be happening. <laughs> no, we don't want that. We don't want that. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I, I think that, um, I think the tip that I would give is really just sort of reiterating the fact, reiterating the fact that this is extremely difficult lifestyle. To be able to do this it's i'm not going to lie to you and i'm going to try not to get emotional during this but i'm not going to lie to you that there are been have been more than handfuls of time uh where i've sat in my car just crying mm. and just saying why not me what because i you know and this is probably oversharing but I, I grew up in the south side of chicago i have no education my parents did you know I, my mom was married four times uh there was no money there and we you know we we were the typical white trash family i mean my parents like all the food we made was like hamburger helper and it was just you know uh and, or or my favorite thing was my parents would cook a minute steak and burn it and the directions are in the name um, and, but the point is, is that, you know, um, so I never really have had where I could go like, oh, I'm going to depend on my Harvard, uh, you know, uh, education, or I'm going to, you know, depend on the fact that I went to ACT or whatever. I, I want to make this clear. I went nowhere. Mm. I just did it. Yeah. I just did it. And I'm here to tell you that, um, I mean, struggle. And still, I, I now am sitting here, I mean, I had to replace my rug several times because I, I usually talk and pace and I'm thinking and I'm thinking and I have a lot of energy. 
as I think one of you might have pointed out. Uh, yeah. um, you know, it was funny when I when I got that text from you, I'm like, wait, am I talking to her sister or her? Because I dealt with you and how would she anyway? Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 in all seriousness is that, you know, I have been a professional clown, a balloon artist, a trick roper, a gun spinner. Um, you know, I worked with Cirque du Soleil. What a wonderful challenge and wonderful thing that was to do. And, and you know, that's a, a life dream. Uh, I, I ran around the world as a one-man Will Rogers show as a humorist. I was a political humorist. But I'm here to tell you that most of the stuff I did started out of um, really just intrigue to be able to try different things and do new things. But it also is a necessity because, again, uh, we are always told as as performers or as uh, creatives that, oh, you go to your parents and they go, oh, well, do you have like an idea about a real job? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, well, no, this is it. And luckily, my parents, they really had done, no offense and bless their hearts, wherever they are at. Um, they never really had uh, anything that they could say to me. I was lucky because we were poor and they couldn't go, well, you know, your uncle or your grandfather who's mm -hmm. trust funding you is thinking, what the hell is happening to that family? Um, I didn't have to answer to anybody but myself. But that's the person that you have to answer to every day. And if you're compromising everything that you do, or you are procrastinating and you're not doing what you need to do, it's your fault. And you cannot, because I have like 600 Facebook friends that I know of um, that I did theater with. And now they're like my best friends going, oh man, it's like overnight you're successful. I'm like, overnight, are you high? Mm -hmm. I'm like, no. And, they, and, and I talk to them and they go, you did it. We didn't, you did. And I see them and I, and, and, and again, no disrespect, but when you don't do what you really, truly, truly want to do, you're compromising your life. And I promise you, I'm not saying give up the farm and go out and try to be a professional wrestler or a, a doctor if you don't, you know, if you're if you're squeamish around blood. I'm saying that you need to take it to more than the next level. So that way you can understand and be able to say and look back and go, I did it. Yeah. At least I did it. Because giving up is not in my playbook. It's not in my vocabulary. So all I say, my tip for everybody is, is that learn everything, learn everything, anything, whatever you can, and be the actor or be the performer or be the director or the cinematographer that people go, you got to work with this person yeah. because not only are they professional, but they just have like, wow, I, there's a, yeah. your art is developed by man, uh, but sorry, wrong word by, uh, I would say man hours, human hours. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's based upon human hours. I didn't wake up and go, huh, well, I'm pretty funny. I mean, I might have, but I wasn't. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you a very quick story. Is that okay? Yeah, go for it. Time-wise? Okay, I wasn't sure. You're like, oh, this is like a miniseries. Um, but, I, you know, when I was, just as a case in point, and this closes it up. 
when I was in my 20s and I was really kind of a, a starving actor, I was doing a show up in San Francisco on Geary, which is basically their Broadway. And I was real happy doing that, but I wasn't making much money. And I was a professional clown and I danced and did a bunch of stuff. But I'm like, I got to make some money. And I also thought to myself, I need to try to develop my improv skills. I already knew I had them because I'd done enough theater, but I needed to be like, I could step into anywhere in front of thousands of people, do whatever I wanted to do and command and hold it and take things from the audience and be able to use them and make it funny. Yeah. So consequently, I decided to take my balloon artist stuff, which I had a balloon here, make you all a balloon animal. Um, I decided to contact four of the local restaurants, uh, Chevy's, El Chiritos, all Mexican restaurants. And I said, I will walk around your restaurant. I got an apron on, says I accept tips and, and I will make balloon animals for the people at the tables. And they went, wow, that's cool. And every once in a while, if I have time, I'll break out a deck or I'll do a trick. And I worked about, I don't know, block and a half away from the magic shop. So they go, great. I go, you don't have to pay me because I know you won't. They go, yeah, we can. I'll take tips and you'll feed me. Cool. Well, consequently, although I, I got to the point where I learned how to uh, dad, mom, the kids, I learned how to make fun with the dad, not make fun of the dad. Yeah. I learned how to utilize that. I wound up getting $20 tips. And I'm telling you, four restaurants each weekend, I did like three days and I made $250 a night, each one of them. And I only worked for two hours. Plus I got a meal. Yeah. So the point is I was making a really good amount of money, but yeah. more importantly, I became sharp as a tack at my improv and being able to watch an audience and, and go boom, boom, boom. So I wound up down the road doing a one-man Will Rogers show, and it was 90 minutes. And I traveled around, did 107 times a year, Singapore, Japan, everywhere. And I did this act with my trick rope and everything, but most of it was talking. And literally, 90% of it, I came the day before and got their newspaper and went, oh, this is interesting. Like Will Rogers did, if you don't know anything about him. And so I put myself into the fire and said... I'm not going to develop a script. I'm going to use some of my skills, which always came in handy, but I laced them in the fact that I would talk to the people about their town and their situations. And I hung out with them a day before. So they knew me. It was a little bit of ways by going there a day before it sort of relieved a little bit of the pressure because I could always go, Hey, Bill, Remember when we were heading down to Topeka and we were in and, and the wind was, and they go, oh, yeah, yeah. And people go, oh, I know that because relating. And yeah, anyway, yeah. so I'm just saying that because if you're not jumping in the fire every day, then you're smoldering. Mm -hmm. That's Amazing. It. Great advice. Thank yeah. you so much. Coffee, so good <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so yeah, much, Will, definitely. for being such an inspirational, insightful guest. Um, viewers, I know you've got a lot of information there. 
don't yeah, I'm sit so in your sorry. backsides. No, no, it's a no, good it's thing. Good information. Yeah, don't sit in your backsides and do nothing. Take this advice. Use and it. get on social media. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, that blows me away. Yeah, get on social media because you know the thing is, is that we have to be our own brand ambassadors, our own, uh, you know, uh, people that uh, to see us. I mean, ta-da! Here we are. So if they don't know who you are or what you are, you're just you're hoping too much for other people intervening with your career and you are not going to get that exactly yeah so talking of social media this is your time to plug where people can find out more about you or hire you as an actor or get you over to Uh, the uk i would say the post office side view you'll see it on the wall (laughs) um you know uh you can go to my site, which is actorwillroberts.com. That's actorwillroberts.com. You'll see on there um, myself in a tux, my very my very Bond look. And then the other side, you're going to see my Honest Huckster, which is my turn of the century, sort of almost steampunky looking uh, magician, uh, because I'm a member of the Magic Castle here in L.A. And recently, so very proud, even more than the Magic Castle, I hope they're not listening, I am now a member of an elite group that's been around for 108 years, and it's called the Magic Circle in the UK. I am so thrilled about that because it's it's like Illuminati. <laughs> it's you you yeah. it's you don't go like, hey, I want to pay the dues. I got a deck of cards. I had to go through three auditions, a, 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 a committee talking to me, asking me about stuff. And, you know, then I had to introduce the fact that I was using my ropes, guns and whips in my magic, which no one is doing. And, and this whole different act. And they're like, oh, OK. And then they got back to me and went, we are so excited to have you. And I'm like, I'm a magic circle member, which is and again. It's one of those things I learned my skill early, but, uh, you, you know, that's one last thing is to say is, is that you never know, by the way, and I hear this all the time, but if you learn a different skill and you're in the middle of trying to do your acting or your filming or you're a director or whatever, and you go, I really like doing this. This is awesome. This is fun. You're going to find out that if you are not doing well in your career you started with let's say an actor then you will have something else that you can do that you love and it all happened because you were trying to enhance and you know give yourself depth as a performer or a creative yeah definitely perfect so again with that will thank you so much for being a guest and uh, guys, make sure you head over to social media and go to his website to find out more about Will Roberts. Thank you once Thank again. Thank you, Will. Not a problem. I hope you all have a great day. Be safe and uh, no matter where you're at, get vaccinated. We hope you enjoyed the show. Stay tuned for more Rhyme Entertainment Showcase.
Here at Total Wine & More, you'll find what you love and love what you find, especially our totally low prices. I'm firing up the grill for burgers and want to impress the neighbors. This Cabernet is sure to take your burgers to the next level. Nice! Wow! And look at that price. Well done. I prefer medium or air. <laughs> your neighbors will love it. Find what you love, love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. With the lowest prices in the DMV. Drink responsibly, B21.